LSU. Boom! All night long. Yes. Let's freaking go! I am so freaking excited to be with you on a glorious evening. We're talking about the three best teams in all of college football going into next season. And is LSU a part of that three? So I released a TikTok. Uh, I, I'm like, wait, TikTok's still a thing? It still is. So I was just sitting on the couch and I was keeping up with all the transfers that have been happening in all of college football. And there is a hierarchy next year in college football. Three teams have separated themselves from the rest of the pack. And those three teams are Ohio State, Georgia, and Texas. We are not in that three. I am not sure if LSU right now is in the top five in the SEC, right? Because you got to throw in Alabama, you got to throw in Ole Miss, got to throw in Tennessee, got to throw in Oklahoma, you got to throw in a bunch of different schools. But I will tell you this. Even though I feel right now that LSU isn't amongst the college football greats going into next year, we have done so many things to get us to that next level. And even though Brian Kelly doesn't have LSU there right now, hopefully a few more transfers goes LSU's way. It was a tough weekend for transfers as Trey Amos decided to go to Ole Miss over LSU. We also saw Jameer Grimsley, a recruit who said he was interested in LSU in Florida. He picks Florida. There wasn't really a whole lot of good news as far as the transfer portal was concerned. But what I would tell you right now, is the good thing about the college football landscape next year is even though we aren't in that upper echelon, the playoff stretches out to 12. And when the playoff stretches out to 12 in a tougher conference going into next year with a lot of different guys that we have to replace, I will take a college football playoff appearance. Okay, I do feel LSU needs to get back to that level and to get into the college football playoff. The goal next year, it's to make sure you don't lose less than two games, okay, or more than two games, excuse me. So really excited about LSU and their future going into next year, okay? Now, I will tell you this, all right? The next thing I want to get into is the Joe Sloan decision. I also want to talk about Terry Bussey. Let's start with Terry here. Obviously, a big decision coming up in February. Obviously, Texas A&M feels as if they're in the lead. They still hold his commitment. There is some feelings out there that Georgia read a report today on 247 that they could come in to the Terry Bussey sweepstakes and find a way to get him here at the death. And look, I, I could see that happening. But for right now, I still feel pretty good about LSU's side of things here for a guy that could play both ways at the Division One Power 5 level next year. A can't-miss five-star superstar talent. Reminds me and feels a little bit like Dante Jackson. Um, I 
Can't wait to see what he decides to do. Hopefully he does pick LSU. But Joe Sloan is a big story. What is Brian Kelly going to do with the offensive coordinator search here? I think the delay has more to do with Brian Kelly doing his due diligence, right? You really have to think things through because the third most important person on your team is your offensive coordinator. It goes in this order. The most important person on your team is almost always going to be your head coach. The second most important person on your team is going to be your quarterback. The third most important person is the play caller. And it's like that at the NFL. It's like that at most levels of football. So for me, this is a big decision. Joe Sloan doesn't have the same wealth of play calling experience that Mike Dimbrock had or other offensive coordinators out there had. So for me, I think it's just Brian Kelly thinking things through, doing some potential interviewing, but I do feel Joe Sloan's going to be the guy. One thing to include this week, Joe Sloan and Frank Wilson flew up to Michigan to meet with Bryce Underwood. So I don't think you do something like that unless you feel or unless you think Joe Sloan's going to be your offensive coordinator going into next year. So really excited to see what's going to happen there. Now, we say hi to Tony, T-O-V. Jared was first in the chat this evening. LD88 was as well. Michael Terry, good to see you. Looking at the playoffs, it seems like JD5 stock should be rising fast. Absolutely. Pretty much every quarterback left in this thing has the ability to run. Jaden, of course, is a better runner than pretty much anyone in the playoffs right now. Not named Lamar Jackson, and he's probably around that level. Um, in terms of pure, pure speed, he definitely is. Um, and look, I delayed tonight's live stream because this was one of the biggest playoff weekends in NFL history. And they did decide to put that Chiefs-Bills game. I know all of you were watching that game. What a great finish. And once again, the Buffalo Bills choke. For my old schoolers, you know all about wide right. It happened again with the Buffalo Bills. What a sad franchise. I feel really bad for our Buffalo Bills fans having to lose four consecutive Super Bowls, have a human cyborg at quarterback just to lose in the divisional round yet again at home. At home. Joe Burrow got you last year. Patrick Mahomes gets you this year. Okay. We'll see if Lamar Jackson can get it done next week versus Patty Mahomes. All right. So, look, I, I got to be real with you. College football, the playoff system, the sport is still better than the NFL, if you ask me. I still love the National Football League. So, type Y for, uh, type y for yes, if you Watch some playoff football this weekend. Type in for no if you didn't care at all. Also, shout out the LSU women's basketball team. One of the more dominant efforts you'll see this season. They blew the brakes off of the Arkansas Razorbacks. All starters were in double figures. So, really, really crazy stuff. Now, let's go to Marcus. First question here. Players need to leave first before we add more players to our roster. Our roster is overflowed right now. And there will be some very difficult decisions that will be made. Okay? 
What I would tell you, okay, and I do think this is very, very, very important. They know what they're going to do with the roster, okay? I don't think Brian Kelly is going to go into these next couple of weeks without a few extra roster slots opened up, okay? And truth be told, I don't think Brian Kelly, and and this will come off wrong, and, and so be it. This is part of doing stuff like this. There are still a lot of non-contributors on this team that are taking up scholarship spots. And what happens here is when you take away the 25 scholarship limit, okay, and you can sign an infinite amount of players, you truly, and, and, and if any team wanted to do it, they would be well within their right. Any college football team now can cut every single player on their team and sign a class of 85 high schoolers. And with NIL now, do scholarship counts even mean anything? Could you take a player off scholarship just to pay them with NIL and that cover the expenses that they need to have covered? I don't know. I would like to think that that would be the case. So you could do that. And scholarships are pretty much rendered meaningless. But the truth is, we are stacked in a good and a bad way. We are stacked because we do have a lot of really talented players on this roster. But we also have a roster full of a ton of unproven guys. Okay? There are so many guys on this team that have not really done anything, whether it's at LSU or at their previous stop. Okay. So it's absolutely crazy to think that, um, but that's where we are. Alabama had a good weekend. Yeah. They've lost a lot of really talented players. They also brought in a good, chunk of players, but I don't want to talk about Alabama right now. I want to focus mostly on LSU. Now, next thing I want to get into. Lance Hurd is officially at Tennessee. And I understand that we want to trash him. And I understand that you're going to accuse me of being friendly with him because he's been on our channel, and I totally get it. But I think a lot of people are, are overcomplicating his situation. Okay. He wants to start. He would not start next season on this LSU offensive line. He would not start. You're not benching anybody on that offensive line for Lancerd unless he wanted to play center. He's not a center. If you wanted to move Embry Jones, because he is the most versatile offensive lineman to center, then sure, let's try it. You know, Embry Jones is one of the highest graded LSU recruits I've ever scouted. Um, And part of it is because I really do feel he could play any of the five positions. But that's not going to happen, okay? Lance Hurd wants to start. He knows he could have gotten paid to go anywhere. And Tennessee's offensive tackle play this year was bad. How do I know this? Well, Tennessee became one of the more popular teams on Power Hour SEC. So when my videos on Power Hour SEC blow up, 
I'm going to do videos on the teams that blow up the channel. Tennessee fans showed me a lot of love. So I watched a good bit of their offensive tackle play. They were very hurt and they were also very bad. Now, why were they very bad on the offensive line? Well, they had an offensive tackle going the first 10 picks in last year's NFL draft in Darnell Wright. So Tennessee is desperate for good offensive tackle play. That was arguably their worst position on their team. So it's market dynamics. There's not a lot of offensive tackles in the portal. Our third string offensive tackle, which is Lance Hurd, um, is better than most starting offensive tackles out there. He just so happens to be on a team with two guys that will probably be first, second, third round picks in next year's draft. So I I understood why he did it. I could also see a world where he comes back to LSU. But as of now, and I, I don't think this is anything against LSU. I also really don't think it's anything against Lance Hurt. Well, Carter, he doesn't want to compete. Okay. <laughs> he wants to play. So go somewhere else where you can play. Okay. So I wish he would have stayed. I that I would like to think that I would have stayed, but you can always come back. All right. You can always come back. We say hi to Pooh Bear. What's up? Good to see you. Let's see. Can we trash talk him a little? Well, I, I've just seen people say, hey, he doesn't want to compete. Well, the thing is, he's already been beat out. He's not going to beat out Emory Jones or Will Campbell, who have two years of starting experience. He's just not going to happen. Now, he would have been the first player in if somebody got hurt, um, regardless of position, outside of it was a center. But, you know, you're not guaranteed that. Now, let's give out some more Jaden Daniels photos here. Let's see. Actually, let's give this one out tonight. All right. Oh, this one's already. Let's just do this one. So this one's already ready to go. This print was very popular right here. And this is a two-sided one. We'll give this out. First $50 Super Chatter gets this Jaden Daniels. These are actually two different prints. They go great on your wall. And we're going to give that out tonight. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I, I just don't know what I would have done. I love LSU. I would like to think that I could have waited one more year to start. But then again, if you're in Lance Hurd's situation, what if Will Campbell and Emory Jones came back for their senior season? So you would like to think eventually Emory Jones would kick into guard and you take over a tackle. You would like to think that. You would also like to think that, well, um, Miles Frazier goes, Garrett Dellinger goes, but this is kind of the Garrett Nussmeyer situation yet again. Okay. You know, uh, or, or should I say the Walker Howard situation? Walker Howard said, look, 
I didn't know Jaden Daniels was coming back for his senior season. If Jaden Daniels would have gone to the NFL, like quite a few of you wanted him to do, um, Walker Howard's never transferring to Ole Miss. Okay. It's kind of the same thing. It's kind of the same thing. Now, next thing. I feel as if, and and you 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 can come at me from any direction you want to. I think the LSU offensive line has a chance to be one of the best position groups in LSU history next year. Now, the center battle should be interesting. You would like to think DJ Chester is winning that battle. Okay. What happens? What happens to the LSU center battle? I don't know. But I think the LSU offensive line could be so good next year that this becomes the best unit we've ever seen on the offensive line at LSU. So the potential there is really high. So, yeah, it does suck. You lose a five-star, but so be it. Now, next thing. Do I think LSU recruiting will continue to get better? Yes. It's already been elite. 2025 class is going to be amazing. 2024s, we loaded up on offensive linemen. 2025 might not be as good of an offensive line class as 2024 or any of the previous classes, but that's why we loaded up in uh, 2024. Okay. This is a 30-person class. That's just the high schoolers. Absolutely crazy stuff. Crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. This running back room has a chance to be really good. Okay? It really, 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 really could be special. Caleb Jackson very much could be that guy. He has some Fournette flashes when you look really closely. So I'm excited. Now, let's go to Reaper. He says, pass blocking, they're great. It's run blocking they need to work on. We will run the football more next season. I would agree with you, Reaper. One thing I would push back on, though, is our run concepts need to get a little bit more creative. I felt watching our run game at times, our runs would be dead from the start just based on our uh, on our alignments. Okay, and they did a really good job defenses of keying our runs. Now we were able to work around it because we were elite everywhere. Okay. So yeah, you know, Joe Sloan, if he is a guy next season, our run game needs to be more creative. It does. Okay, because I do think I do think they keyed on us a little bit. Now Next thing, uh, I've gotten a few texts from you guys wanting to chat some NFL. Okay, I understand. I'll get to that here in just a second because I'm a big NFL guy. Want to chat some Saints? But we can do it all. 
We can do it all. Um, Simper says he could have been on Big Brother. Okay. San Francisco Green Bay was a great game this weekend as well. I do agree. I do agree. Now, tomorrow on Patreon, I really do recommend you guys sign up and be a patron and join Jared, Simper, LA Mom, and everybody. Once you join Patreon, you get more access to more content like your boy wants to share on here. Um, But guess what? I'm going to save it for the patrons. You get my final grades on the LSU defensive staff hires. It's now been a couple of days. It is now set in, and now the real work begins. Recruiting, getting some portal guys in to help fill in this next defense. Um, How do I feel about each and every one of them individually? I tend to think my grades are going to be different than how you guys would grade them. But I will share with all of you that this was a B-plus hiring cycle for LSU. And ultimately, it's going to come down to Blake Baker. Matt, another patron, a very happy birthday to you over the weekend. Big shout-out to Jared. He did win big on Underdog Fantasy. I highly recommend you join us on Underdog Fantasy. Sign up now, Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com, promo code Carter. We actually did some fantasy drafting this weekend, some of our patrons on Friday night. And if you watched, actually, the Bills and Chiefs games, okay, this is how crazy Underdog Fantasy can be. So at the end of that game, Josh Allen missed a wide-open Khalil Shakir in the back of the end zone. And if he makes that throw, the Bills are probably winning the game, but Allen missed him. Okay, he wasn't able to fully step into the throw. If he would have made that throw, that would have won me about 500 bucks. But instead, I just won 60. That shows you the how razor thin the margins are. And I am a very middle of the road fantasy football player. I'm not that great at it. I would think that I'm good at it. That's why you should go sign up for Underdog Fantasy right now. You could join these contests. That that opportunity only cost me, I think it was a $4 draft. I don't do much partnerships, but I do one with Underdog Fantasy. Sign up, promo code Carter. It does go a long way. Okay. So welcome in uh, DeMarquis London or DeMarcus London. Welcome. I've seen you in here before. Welcome back. Elsie has a legitimate chance to win the championship this upcoming 2024 and 2025. So I go back to this. I've made this point a few times. Um, Yes, it's true that BAM is crumbling, but if they would have crumbled, and and they're they're only crumbling because of Saban. I still think they're a good program, and I still think Kalen DeBoer is going to do really good things. I would bet him reaching multiple college football playoffs than not reaching multiple college football playoffs, if that makes sense. The issue with Alabama going down is there's not as much importance on the Alabama game for LSU from this point forward because of the expanded playoff. So it's um, 
It's true. Sibley says he could turn my investment into fantasy for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Okay. Well, Sibley, I'll give you uh, $50, and I'll let you go to work. You can be my Warren Buffett. Okay. Now, I understand it's a little frustrating that Clyde's not as big a part of the team as we would like to think, but, you know, if you're really rooting for a team in this game, the Bills probably have a bigger LSU influence, right? Tredavious White's not playing because he's hurt, but Joe Brady was calling the plays for the Bills. I didn't know DJ Mangus was on that staff for the Bills as well. He was actually in the booth, okay? He was actually in the booth. Now, next thing. I do want to chat a little bit about this LSU defense. I want you right now in the chat, based on guys that you feel comfortable with next year at being what I would consider a great starting player, not an elite starting player. I'm talking about a great starting level player. So think Rashard Lawrence level player. We're not talking about all-time great. We're talking about solid. All right, Micah Baskerville level player. How many do you think are on the LSU defense right now? Do you think it is more than five? Or do you think it is less than five? Let me know in the chat right now. More than five or less than five? Type M for more, type L for less. Okay. Great players. More than five, less than five. Guys that you feel comfortable being great players. Okay. More than five or less than five. Welcome in Tony. Thanks for the follow. Tony Griffin on Twitter. Okay. More than five? Less than five. Ron says L. LA Mom says L. Barry says M. Defensive banks to be decided. Paul John says M. Okay. Perkins Pin Weeks. Greg Penn, it, would you consider him a great player? Once again, let me ask you this, all right? Obviously, an elite player would be Devin White. I think a great player is Micah Baskerville. So that's about the baseline where I am right now. So do you think, whoever you are, do you think Greg Penn is better than Micah Baskerville? Or at least as good as Micah Baskerville at this point? I think Whit Weeks next season will be better than Micah Baskerville. Okay. On the defensive line, how many Rashard Lawrence level players can you count? Okay. Paul brings up an interesting name. Jordan Allen breakout season. Maybe he's a guy that could take a massive leap next season. 
he started to play more towards the end of the year. But here would be my question, Paul. All right, and this is a very important question to ask. And this is one that Brian Kelly is asking right now. How many times can you say if this player would have played in just a baseline scenario? Okay, so what do I mean by that? Well, how much would Jordan Allen have played this past season if there wasn't a rash of injuries? The answer is probably not that much. Okay, so what happened? Well, obviously, Greg Brooks got hurt. Okay, he was going to be our main guy. Then, of course, Major Burns and Andre Sam got banged up. Andre Sam, of course, uh, had a targeting call. So we needed some guys to step in and play some reps. All right. So Jordan Allen, was he playing because he's a great player? Or was he playing because LSU elected to go in a different direction? You know, earlier in the season, Ryan Yates beat out Jordan Allen. And then later on in the season, Jordan Allen beat Ryan Yates back out. All right. And there were some injuries mixed in there to be a part of that equation. So, yeah, you know, when Jordan Allen is coming out as a three-star, I thought that was a guy that LSU should have offered, and they finally did. I liked him. I really, really, really did. But, you know, I didn't love him. And next year, he's got a shot to be the guy. He's got a really good shot. But I would tell you this. There are a lot, and I mean a lot of safeties coming in for LSU from the high school ranks that are early enrollees. Okay. And the two names I want you to keep an eye, an eye out for, Paul, is Deshaun McBride and Joel Rogers. Okay. I would like to think that one of those guys will eventually be a starting SEC level safety. At least one of these guys. Maybe it's Jawan Johnson, who I think more people project to be a corner. Maybe he's a safety. I don't know. I don't know. So Paul feels Jordan Allen should have been starting ahead of several guys. Okay. So tell me this, Paul. Who should he have been starting ahead of? I'm interested. Let's go to Carvis here. Very sharp football mind. He says, Deshaun Womack, Braden Swinson, and Savion Jones. Okay. So let's go through each and every one of these. Of these three, and this isn't close, Swinson was by far the best player. He's also the oldest. He also has more big game experience than these other two. Swinson's best game of his college career was with the Oregon, right? Oregon went on the road and, and beat Ohio State, and he had a pretty good day. Okay. He was going up against CJ Stroud. He was kind of good, right? Um, I think a lot of you feel Savian Jones was misused this year, and I, I tend to agree, right? And I don't think he was misused in terms of where he should play because in the system, the only role he really could play was that role. I just hated that role in the defense. I think that position is the one where Matt House struggled the most, okay? He just could not figure out 
what to do with the end opposite the jack, right? We would line that player up in a variety of ways, and we never got production. And if you're not getting production, you're hopefully getting some type of activity, whether it's eating up blocks or setting the edge and all that stuff. But we didn't get that either. So it was an issue. It was an issue. Okay. It was a major issue. Now, I want to talk a little bit here. And the reason why I I asked that question is we are starting to see a lot of these portal guys go to different schools. Okay. Now, here's the thing. We're never getting Caleb Downs or anyone like that. But it's starting to become very common that we're not getting any of the big portal guys. All right. And one thing I do want to mention is a lot of the portal guys are going to the same place. Guys that would start for us. All right, they're either all going to Ole Miss, they're all going to Texas, they're all going to Ohio State, they're going to Georgia, and we're not getting those guys right now. All right, I think there is a reason because, well, we didn't have coaches in place on the defensive side of the football, but now we really got to ratchet up and get some guys because right now we're just not ready. I also do think, though, All right. And take this for what it's worth. I feel there is a bigger piece of Brian Kelly who feels like the guys that he has are good enough, but the system wasn't good enough. Okay. And I don't want to get into, and we touched on this earlier. Uh, Marcus says we don't have room for them. You make room. It's not that hard to do. Okay. And we can get into the ethics of that. You can always make room for greatness. Okay. You you always can. Chase says, I feel we need the defense to be good. Think the offense will carry us across the finish to the playoff. To win the defense needs to become great by the end of it. I do agree. All right, Matt, we'll see you. See you in the Discord, man. Thank goodness we don't have to play Texas. We do. We'll be seeing them in Atlanta for the SEC championship game. Mark it on your schedules. The Austinites and the Baton Rouge folk are going to the ATL. And I know that's the longest trip. We probably had two of the longer trips to get to Atlanta. But... We're going to be there. LSU, Texas for the whole shebang. I wish. It's going to be hard to beat Georgia next season. Okay. Let's go to Sibley, our first Super Channel of the evening. Carter, have you heard that a future SEC rule will state that a player will not be allowed to transfer from one SEC school to another 
Thus, players can only come from outside the conference. Okay. Let's get political here for a second. Will we ever see a rule that will prohibit players from going from one conference school to another conference school? It would be very hard to get to that point. Now, how do we get to that point? Well, the players collectively bargaining that we get to this point. Okay. That's how these restrictions and all that works. Because what a lot of the people out there, all right, that are on the political side of this are arguing is if they aren't employees, it is against the law to prohibit players from going from one school to the other or against the rules or whatever it is. I'm not smart enough to fully understand it. So simply for it to ever get to this point, okay, the players would need to come together, form a union or or whatever, and set rules in place to where you say, To play in the SEC, you are not allowed to go from one school in the conference to the other. Could we see a rule like that in the near future? I think you could. What I would tell you, though, is it's highly unlikely because of this reason. The SEC is about to get large. SEC is about to get larger and in charger like we've never seen before. Okay? And I think it's going to get even more competitive to keep coaches from going to one school or the other. Well, if you could prohibit SEC to SEC transfers, then that would limit the player, right? Because what if a coach decides to go from Tennessee to Alabama? Well, there's going to be a lot of players that want to go with the coach from Tennessee to Alabama. Then what do you do about that? Okay. What do you do about that? So the only rule I think, Sibley, that needs to be enforced, and I think this isn't that big of a hurdle for players to clear, okay? This this drives me nuts. Drives me nuts. I feel you should be allowed to transfer one time, and that's it. Unless you graduate. I don't understand how that's not just common sense. Okay. If you truly want us to believe that players are there to go to school and play football, then at least make it an academic incentive for your mobility to be based partially on your academics instead of infinite amount of transfer. So Sibley works in uh, college academics. I don't, but he can tell you from experience that credits don't always transfer smoothly. Okay. Credits don't always transfer smoothly from one school to the next. So if you're bouncing around from school to school to school to school, it makes it that much harder to graduate, graduate champions, right? So, I truly do believe 
that that rule should be set in place. You should have to graduate before you have to make a move back. Okay. And it is hard to enforce legally all this stuff. Okay. How often can non-athletes transfer? Well, if you're a student, you could transfer as many times as you want if you academically qualify and the school accepts you. Okay. How's that common sense when any other student can transfer as many times as they want? Well, it's common sense because if you're if the reason why you're transferring is football, then that's not the point of why you're in school. So if you're a student and you're transferring from school to school, sometimes it's because you're flunked out. Sometimes it's your homesick, but you're doing it to get a degree. That's why you're in school. If you're transferring for football reasons from school to school to school to school, then you're just bouncing around for no reason. Okay. Welcome, Brian. This is uh, one of the PHLers who I knew in school. Good to see you. Am I crazy to think Ole Miss have put together a legitimate contender for next year? I think you also responded to me on Twitter about this. I think so. I still think that they're a tier under Georgia, Texas, and Ohio State. Okay. So TLV says, okay, so why would it be different for, for an athlete? Because the point of college is not football, okay? If a non-student is transferring from one school to another, okay, they're doing it for academics, okay? They're, or, or they're doing it for some other reason, right? But they're doing it because they're a student, all right? If you're transferring from school to school, as a football player, and you're doing it for football reasons, then then why are you doing it? You know, you're not doing it for, for school reasons. Okay. I am for free movement of the players, up to an extent. Okay. Up to an extent. Most college athletes graduate in three years anyway. A lot of them early enroll, and you can you can run through you can get a degree relatively easily, right? Because uh, a lot take summer classes because they're working out in the summer around campus. But maybe I'm wrong on that. That's fine though. That's fine. But I do think transferring is um, a gazillion times as bold. Okay. Trust no kicker. Huh? Huh? Ah. Yeah, the kicker strikes again. It struck in the Green Bay game. You want to know what's interesting? Like, all right, so Bass missed a field goal. Uh, to tie the game versus Kansas City. At least he's a good kicker. Green base kicker is a rookie kicker, Anders Carlson. Anders Carlson is like the younger brother of another kicker at Auburn. He sucked in college. 
Anders Carlson was not a good college kicker. Okay? He is not a good college kicker. What makes you think he's going to be good in the NFL? What make what what makes you think? It makes no sense to me. Josh says Vegas strikes again. Joshua, come on. It's it's if you watch this game and you think Vegas wanted Kansas City to win. But by golly G Willikers, they did a good job hiding it. All right. Vegas had nothing to do with this game. Or the fix is in. They overturned the most controversial call in the game. And for those that didn't see it, the Chiefs ran a little jet sweep play. And McCole Hardman, the receiver, fumbled it out of the back of the end zone, and they marked him down. They went and reviewed it. They would have been well within their right to stick with the call on the field because it was close. It was really, 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 really close. Okay? So that touchdown, if they would have scored the touchdown, it would have ended the game. It would have given the Chiefs a two-possession game. But they overturned the call. Okay, so if the fix was in and the refs would have been well within their right to give them the ball still there, then why would they have overturned it to give the Bills a chance to win the game? Okay, now there was another bad call, but the Bills still ended up getting the ball back and they choked. Josh Allen had Khalil Shakir cost me a lot of money as well, if, if we're being honest. I had an underdog team, which Khalil Shakir. And if Josh Allen throws a wide open pass to Shakir in the end zone, I'm I'm probably a few hundred dollars richer. And it hurt. I, I knew it. I knew uh, watching the end of that game. I would have loved anything more to see Mahomes lose. I'm not a Mahomes hater. I just would have liked to have seen somebody else. But that ain't what happened. The Bills choked, and that's what they do. That's what Buffalo Bills football teams do. Okay. Taylor Swift is bringing ratings. I do agree she is moving the needle. I truly do believe she's moving the needle because my wife watched this game from start to finish. Okay. It was cool. And my wife loves football. She just doesn't like to sit and watch a full game. It was cool to sit and watch a full game with her. Okay. I've seen stories of many father-daughters watching the full Travis, Kelsey, Taylor Swift story. Okay. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I, I don't think the fix is in. Okay. And that's true, Shane. He he missed Shakir. His protection did break down, though. And I will also tell you this. Stephon Diggs is not good anymore. 
He's very washed. One thing, dude, this drives me crazy. Okay. Some of the modern day fashion of receivers in particular. All right. This makes no sense to me. This makes absolutely no sense. If I haven't gone to mini rant, because this applies to college football. I see this in college football all the time. Okay. First thing. All right. First thing. The baggy undershirt. If you're an offensive lineman, it has no effect on you. The, the, the baggy undershirt has no effect on you. If you're a defensive player, it has no effect on you. But if you're a receiver or a running back or a quarterback, why do you have a baggy undershirt? Why would you do that? It doesn't make any sense. And a lot of LSU's best players had that too, but every team's best player does it now. They're, they're, most of the team does it. All right. The second one doesn't make any sense to me either is the loose mouthpiece. All right. So if you're not going to wear a mouthpiece, don't wear a mouthpiece. Okay. Because if you're wearing the big mouthpiece and you're running, it's distracting. It's jiggling up and down. It can block your vision. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, come on, Chance. You're one of the smartest guys. Chance Chance is in on the, the, the Swift as a PSYOP. I don't know if you're kidding or not, but so be it. <laughs> huh? 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 She's a... Uh, a spy. Cole says that they lay the laundry on Baltimore next week, then the fix is in for Taylor's team, and that will suck as bad as the Saints' Rams fix back in the day. Uh, what? Well, no, that won't suck as bad as the Saints' Rams fix back in the day. But my thing is, if, if you're going to put the mouthpiece on your helmet, wear it. Actually put it in your mouth. Don't just have it out there. So, Tommy, good to see you. He had Travis Kelsey on his fantasy team, his underdog fantasy team. We say hi to Joshua on Facebook. Good to see you. Yeah, Pegasus said it doesn't make any sense, though. Wear it if you're going to wear it. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. If you're not going to wear it, then, then don't wear it at all. Huh? 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 Now, next thing I want to get into. What did I tell you a few weeks ago about the LSU women's basketball team? I say weeks ago, it was last week. When 
Auburn beat down. I say beat down. They pulled away at the end. They they beat us. I said the LSU women's team is about to go on a run unlike any other. They pull off two beat-down performances versus Alabama and Arkansas. Okay? Don't say I told you so. But I told you so. Okay? Very good performance. Every single starter in double figures. And we go to Jason. Congratulations, Jason. Welcome in. I believe LSU roster manager will work itself out after airing the ball at the next transfer portal opening. After spring ball at the next transfer portal opening. All right. Everyone show some love for Jason. He is the winner of our Jaden Daniels giveaway. Thank you so much, Jason. I deeply appreciate that. Jason, please shoot me an email, powerhourlsu at gmail.com. We're going to send you this double-sided Jaden Daniels photograph. Okay. Congratulations, man. You deserve it. I've had two big super chats. JSB had one. Jason had the other. And let's keep giving fun stuff away. All right. We are 30 away from a hundo. If we get to a hundo, we'll give out this Mason Smith Blue Wave Refractor card. Okay. If we get to a hundo. How about that? Now, LSU versus South Carolina this week. We will adjust our live stream for Thursday because of the LSU women's basketball game. And I'm also calling some college basketball games this week. Schedule getting moved around a little bit. I appreciate uh, a few of you tuned in to uh, my call earlier this week. That was a lot of fun. I said earlier this week. It was yesterday. It was supposed to be earlier in the week, but it got moved to yesterday. And I got to call a buzzer beater. And that's always really cool. So be on the lookout. We're going to move some things around potentially this week. Thank you so much, Jared. So now we're only 20 away from giving out a Mason Smith Blue Refractor. Sibley says he might fly in to see South Carolina if he could find a ticket. Man, I wish I could. I wish I could as well. Let me see. I kind of want to go. I actually could potentially. No, I couldn't make that. Oh, well. You win some, you lose some.
Shane, thank you so much. We got there. Appreciate you. Thank you so much, Shane, on Facebook. That's awesome, man. And Shane, you get to pick the next topic. Go right on ahead. Are we going to raise the goal to two hundos? Hey, I'm down. I'm down. That's true, Jared. My super chats have actually gone down some, and inflation has gone up. But, hey, my actual YouTube numbers are actually doing really well, so I really appreciate that. Um, and that's all gravy. All right. Appreciate you, Shane. Any topic you want to get into, Shane, let me know. And we'll go straight into it. Now, we get to one thing about the NFL playoffs. I really wanted Josh Allen and the Bills to win this game because there's still a small piece of me that thinks Joe Burrow can catch up to the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. The hard part about that, though, is while the Bengals coaching staff has gotten better, they're not as good as the Chiefs coaching staff. And Patrick Mahomes is so freaking good. And he's got Andy Reid, who's one of the best coaches of all time. It is going to be so Hard. Okay. So, so, so hard for Joe Burrow to catch up to Patrick Mahomes. But it is doable. Now, I did want to get into Jaden Daniels. All right. Man, I'm telling you right now. Every mock draft I've seen up to this point has him in the top five. But for some weird reason, I just think a team is going to fall into J.J. McCarthy and say this guy is better than Jaden Daniels. I still think Drake May and Caleb Williams goes ahead of Jaden Daniels. I do. I don't agree with that order. I would take Jaden Daniels over both of them. Okay, I know I'm biased, but so be it. At this point, though, I think Drake May and Caleb Williams have been one and two for so long that Jaden Daniels very well could be in a situation where he is jumped by not only those two and not necessarily jumped by those two, but potentially he could be jumped by some other quarterbacks. Now, I say all of this because Jaden Daniels had himself an awesome weekend. He had a football stadium named after him. Okay. This was a reporter who was on the scene. His name is James Williams, and he was at the Jaden Daniels coordination this weekend. Let me get to his photos down here. Okay. Let me hear everybody say right here. So today, we want to share our pride, our honor, our happiness by displaying two gifts uh, to our son of City San Bernardino and our son of San Bernardino Unified School District. Number one is we heard that he did not have his letterman's jacket. So he's got one tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Daniel, come on up, sir. We'd like to present Mr. Daniels with his 
stage i mean that stage was fantabulous that is some awesome stuff so big shout out to Jaden daniels now i want to dive back into this topic right here don't forget jason please email me with your address so i can get you your Jaden daniels photos all right i believe lsu roster manager will work itself out after spring football this drives me crazy jason just drives me crazy i am all for any player having a chance to live their dream at any school, okay? But I think if you're not getting considerable playing time and if you're not on the two deep by year three, you got to go. You got to go somewhere where you can play, okay? Now, if your dream is to just play football at LSU, I get never leaving, all right? Because you're living the dream, right? There, there's a big benefit of, of, of playing for LSU your entire college career. But for those that came before you, there are so many guys that might have struggled academically and they couldn't transfer without having to sit out a season decades of college athletes that would have loved anything more to have the opportunity to leave a school and go somewhere else where they can actually play. And the thing that, that always interests me about transfer portal destinations, if I am at an elite school, the one thing I want to do if I'm transferring from that school and I only have two years of eligibility remaining or less, or if I have two years to play two, where there really is no room for error. Go somewhere where you know you're going to play. Go somewhere where you should play. Okay? And Jason, there are quite a few players on this team that will probably do that. There are players on a lot of teams that will probably do that. Okay? And I do agree with you, Jason. I really, really, really do think so. Now, we go here to Shane. Do I think we are losing transfer portal guys strictly because of NIL money?
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to phrase this the best way I could. All right. You. You know, we, we don't know for sure if so-and-so is getting X amount of dollars is true or not. But we do know deals are being paid out. We do. Okay. Um, I, I I truly do believe this when it comes to name, image, and likeness and, and transfer portal deals and all of that. I think LSU is of the position that they don't want to deal out those kinds of deals just yet. Because, well, they just got their staff in place. And number two, I think it's a lot easier for someone to sign a check for a coach instead of a player. Now, can coaches leave from school to school? Yeah, they can. But there are some really bad transfer portal horror stories out there. Okay. And whether it was Antoine Juice Wells at South Carolina uh, that was obviously a big one. Um, I also think one thing, Shane, is LSU, rightfully or wrongfully, soured a bit on the portal this year because of how poorly it turned out for us. And year one, the portal was absolutely massive for us. And year two, the portal was an issue. Okay, there were so many guys that performed under expectation. Okay. Sibley says, Carter, sometimes it's the networking when you finish that works. After college networking for business opportunities is very important. No, absolutely. But if your goal is to play and there's not really a path forward for you to play, then go somewhere where you could play. I mean, this isn't an LSU thing. This is an everywhere thing. Okay? If you're at LSU or if you're in Alabama or somewhere like that, and you just transfer to another elite school, and you've either not really played all that much, or you're walking into an extremely crowded room, what are you doing? Okay, what are you doing? Go somewhere where you can play. Okay. If you can't go somewhere where you know you're going to play a lot, then don't go. Okay. I'll tell you this. You know, I, I will always, always be a big fan of every player that plays at LSU. But when you do what I do full time, you do begin to cheer for players that go on your channel. And Jack Besh has been on the channel before. Maul's going to be a Jack Besh fan because he was a phenomenal player at LSU. His true freshman season, he was really good. Year two, his role change, injuries happen, and so on and so on. But do you think Jack Besh this season would have preferred to stay at LSU or go to TCU? The answer is pretty simple. So, TCU... Uh, was a hot, sexy school. They had just went to the college football playoff, national championship game. They were a high-flying offense, but the quarterback changed. 
and a lot of other portal guys came in and it made the room very crowdy. Okay. So, you know, there's no way he could have known that he committed relatively easy uh, early to, to TCU, but it's wild. It's wild that it didn't work out for him there because he was one of the best receivers in the SEC as a true freshman. Okay. Good point right here from Paul. I love this move for Shaz Preston. Okay. I was always kind of in the middle uh, with him as a prospect. But if you're at Alabama and you're not playing at Alabama, I understand Alabama is one of the pinnacles. Knock it down a level, especially on wide receiver. Go somewhere where the room's probably not going to be as competitive, and Tulane is definitely that. Let's go to Jason. It doesn't matter where Jaden is drafted as long as he takes his best game to the NFL. Remember that Tom Brady was a six-round pick. Okay. I agree with you at quarterback. It doesn't matter as much because a quarterback is a little bit more of a one-off position. Okay. Um, But draft capital still matters. All right. It is better to be a first-round pick, even though – with the weird fifth-year option with the rookie deals and all that. It's strange. But first-round draft capital matters so much, okay? Probably matters a little bit more for fantasy football players if you are a dynasty player or whatever. But the reason why where you matter where or where you go matters is because NFL teams don't like being wrong. NFL teams are run by arrogant people. Prideful people. Think of all the people that want their jobs. There's only 32 of them. And you got to comb through all these different people to get a front office job or a coaching job in the NFL. All the scouts, all these different levels of football that you have to go through to get to this level. Okay. You don't like to be wrong. The only reason the Jets stuck with Zach Wilson is because he's your number two overall pick. People just do not like to be wrong. Okay. Um, so at quarterback, I do agree with you, Jason. Um, it's better for Jaden to go a little bit deeper in the first round because more than likely he's going to a better team. And as Sipper points out, you don't want to go first overall. Going, yeah, and that's true, Jason. And this kind of goes along with uh, what we were talking about a little bit earlier. I I think there's going to be one team that falls in love with J.J. McCarthy, and they're going to take him over Jaden Dench. I don't know why I feel this way about J.J. McCarthy in particular, but still. Now, here's what we're going to do. All right, we got to give out this Mason Smith card. Let's give it out. 
here. Did hit the 100 mark. So this blue wave refractor Mason Smith card, there's only 199 of these in existence. Okay. And the winner, this is a guy who tunes in every single live stream. He doesn't comment a whole lot, but he's here. He's always showing positive energy in the chat. He is not a Louisiana Tiger. He's actually based in a state that you wouldn't think a lot of Tigers are located. But I'm sending it to him, and he also rocks PHL gear in his profile avatar. This is going to none other than Tony the Tiger. Congrats, Tony the Tiger. You're the winner of one of my favorite Mason Smith refractors. Tony, all you got to do is send me an email, powerhourlsu at gmail.com, or hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at powerhourlsu. Okay. My wife actually is a big Tony Romo fan. Tony was really good. So yeah, quarterbacks, I don't think draft capital is as important. But running back and receiver, man, it matters so much. I mean, like, it's honestly a major reason, and this is going to come off the wrong way, but it's okay. It's a big reason why Clyde Everett's is still in the NFL. Uh, or still with the Chiefs, because he was a first-round pick with the Chiefs, right? Teams tend to stick with their first-round picks a little bit longer, even if they don't pan out. And Clyde had some good plays in this game. There he is. Like I told you, he's rocking the PHL merch, as always. They do. Tony the Tiger, congrats. Hit me up, man. We'll send it to you. Now, I won't say where, but I ate some food earlier today in my stomach. I got to be honest. So, Haley and I picked up some food from a restaurant to watch the Chiefs-Bills game. Okay? Got some food from this restaurant. And it was good. But if you ever eaten food, it is so good when you eat it. But... An hour or so after the fact, you just start feeling sick, okay? Haley was so sick. And this, right when I sat down, I didn't feel this way really at all until I started the show. Since I've sat down, all this food has just been rolling in my stomach. So... I am fighting through so much pain right now. Like, there's a few times during this show tonight I felt like I'm, I was just going to vomit. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm serious. So, don't uh, moral of the story is don't eat. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Uh, yeah, and to, uh, Tony might not want you guys to know where he's living. Uh, but yeah, my, uh, my, my stomach has been gurgling and we, we started the live stream late because of the chiefs bills game. And I appreciate each and every one of you. HVL had a good game today. Yeah, there you go. She'll get going and, and look, 
I'll tell you this about Haley Van Lith. In the NCAA tournament, NCAA tournament gets a little bit more guard-oriented because you're just playing such an unusual schedule. There's going to be a game where LSU is going to need her to win it. Okay, so uh, today, this morning, I started off uh, watching Liverpool win big. So they won 4-0. And at the end of that game, I went to NBC and watched the end of the Iowa-Ohio State game. And Caitlin Clark is the best women's basketball player I think I've ever seen. She is so good. But when your team is just so circulated about one around one person, you're going to run into issues, okay? So with LSU being as deep as they are, I, I still love this roster. They might not be as deep because Kateri Poole is no longer with the team, but, man, they are, they are elite. They are so elite. And I cannot wait for Thursday. And I hope we get some bad blood between Kim Mulkey and Don Staley. I do not, do not want them to ever get along. I want them to be, like, friendly, friendly, but it's better. College basketball is always better when you have Larry Bird and Magic Johnson at the college rivalry than the NBA rivalry. Mikey's been in here tonight. Good to see you. Let me know if you're still watching, Mikey. Gorilla, my favorite LSU kicker. I'm going to go with Josh Jasper. How about that? I knew Josh in college. He's a really nice guy. Dead Eye Jet, I've seen you in here. And then Mom says, no NFL for her. Yeah, I just love the NFL. Everybody, welcome Jacqueline Caruso to the channel. Jacqueline, thank you so much for your support. Um, I'm sorry I can't get to everyone's comments. PowerHourLSU at gmail.com. So he says, Carter, you eat the right food as medicine or you'll swallow lots of medicine. That's a pretty good saying. Yeah, I don't know what happened to Kate York. Very weird, weird, weird situation. All right, Jason, got your uh, email. Congrats. All right. Tony, I think I have 
your email from uh, your merch order. I, I actually, I, I don't think I do because you think you ordered it from the store. So hit me up, powerhourlsu at gmail.com. Don't forget, PHL merch store, powerhourlsu.com. Now, we're going to take a few more comments, questions, all that good stuff right after this. PHL Nation. Oh, yeah, baby. You know about Louisiana Controls. They've been showing us love throughout this college football season, and I'm looking for you to do the same when it comes to your energy management commercial HVAC needs. It is all with our buddies who have been doing this for over 40 years. Yes, that is four decades. You know this Louisiana weather gets crazy. Go to LouisianaControls.com or call 225-924-4990, baby. Let's go. Big shout out to Louisiana Controls. It will be the Garrett Nussmeyer show. I just think it's going to be so hard for A.J. Swan, Ricky Collins, or Colin Hurley to beat him out. Snowballs for home field advantage? Yeah, I don't know. I guess... I guess I'm against it. I think after this year or in the next couple of seasons, they are um, they are going to make every NFL team have an indoor stadium. This is from Sherman Wilson. Quick reminder that LSU signed the Gatorade High School Players of the Year in Louisiana and the Max Preps High School Football Player of the Year out of Mississippi to play DB at LSU. All right, DBU. Strawan Johnson right there. That's PJ Woodland. Let's see. Dan Tony lives next door to Semper. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Well, I don't know. I. I might be going to uh, uh, PJ. Don't say that. Now that'll make me really make me vomit. I might be going to get some Pepto Bismol. Like I am really struggling here. I'm just trying to keep it together. Like I have, I, I kind of just want to say the name of this establishment because I, I don't <laughs> like Haley got sick. I got sick. And I'm not one for adding restaurants. Okay. It's just it's just not my thing. Okay. But I am not feeling good right now. 
Like this is hard. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I'm just gonna have to. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of feel like jumping into a volcano right now, erupting volcano. <laughs> so uh, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be chatting in the Discord right after this. Don't forget, I have a new uh, Patreon post. Uh, jump it up on the Patreon page in the morning. Power Hour LSU is where you can find us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash LSU football. One way I could start feeling better is if you sign up for Patreon. It's simple. Patreon.com. This is some link. It'll drop tomorrow. Shout out to our top super chatter tonight. It is Jason, who won himself a Jaden Daniels photo. Sibley, Jared, Shane also stepped up. I really appreciate each and every one of you. Okay? It is power, our LSU, boom! And tonight... We are doing, well, I can't say what type of food because I think you guys could deduce. Uh, I'll just make up something. Oh, I do have like these little strawberry bun cakes. So I'm going to go have one of those. Let's go. Let's go. 